You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. It's November, and that means it's the CFRC annual funding drive. It's on right now, and you can go to cfrc.ca for all the details. CFRC is celebrating its 100th anniversary in 2022, so they're trying to raise money to update all their equipment to continue to bring you great programming like screening in Kingston. So make sure to go to cfrc.ca and donate if you can. November has arrived and with it comes all new uh, feelings of, of cold and not knowing what's going on and being all over the place. Um, that's the way things go, Taylor. It's November. Here we are. Oh, you know, it's so I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but um, I hate that Christmas stuff is already in the stores. Like it's I went way too early, <laughs> way too early. I was. I think it was Saturday, Friday or Saturday, I wanted to pick up a little bit extra candy and I was in Costco and then in Loblaws and all of the Halloween stuff is gone. This was before Halloween. This was the Saturday, (laughs) the day before Halloween. (laughs) All of the Halloween stuff was gone and all of the Christmas stuff has replaced it. And I'm sorry. Too soon. Too soon. Too much. Too soon. I didn't know until someone pointed this out to me, but apparently... There used to be this kind of unwritten rule or sort of thing that that in order to sort of honor like Veterans Day and November 11th, that no Christmas stuff would go out even in stores till after November that. 11th. Yeah, but I, I had never heard that until recently. And I thought, well, that sounds about right. That's reasonable. Yeah, that sounds like a very <laughs> reasonable thing. But I guess now it's just, okay, Halloween's over. Here come the next... Yeah, people don't care. People don't care. Um, It's all about making a buck. But, you know, if Christmas brings people joy, okay, whatever. But um, (laughs) for me, it's like, no, it's just too soon. Like, I think that's a fair rule. Like, midway through November, yeah, then you can put out all the Christmas stuff. But what are you going to do? Yeah, I I like the way you worded that. (laughs) Yeah, I I know Christmas brings people joy or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I, I, uh, nothing, nothing against Christmas, but I do agree. I, I would kind of like a, a couple weeks breather between. Yeah, we need a breather. Made sense. Yeah. Um, now what the only kind of cool thing that's going on in November, um, for, for our CFRC listeners and for those, uh, on the podcast is it is the annual CFRC funding drive right now. You're going to hear messages from me at the beginning and the end of our podcast and, and our show on CFRC talking about different ways that, uh, you can give, but just as another general shout out, go to CFRC.ca right now. You can get all the information on their funding drive and it's, uh, it's going to be CFRC's 100th anniversary. Wow. In 2022. Yeah. Around a hundred years. So there you go. That's uh, it's, it's really cool to be, to be part of a, a podcast network and a radio station that's been around for so long. Um, it, it, it's really cool to see. So as part of the hundredth anniversary, uh, they're trying to raise money to upgrade equipment. 
um, throughout the station, which makes sense. You know, you want to keep, yeah, keep up with the times. Tech, as we know, Taylor, technology changes every single day. So oh, yes. gotta, <laughs> it's, it's all costly. So go to CFRC.ca right now for all of that. And at, as I said at the beginning and end of our episodes throughout the month of November, you'll have all the information um, there. So you can listen then or go on the website and get more. Um, the other cool thing that's happening this month, Taylor, for this show, and it's kind of nice that it teams up well with the funding drive, which is always a special time. We're doing Fan Appreciation Month Woo-hoo. on Screaming at Kingston. We so love for, our fans. We do. <laughs> I believe the fans are the only reason why we're here. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Because without you, we would have given up a long time ago. Um, so what we're doing is throughout this month, we're going to have the fans vote on everything that we talk about and everything that we do on the show. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure podcast where we're going to do what you tell us to. Um, so starting in about a week or so, as, as we know, uh, Austin, super fan Austin, is setting this up for us. As soon as he has the information, we'll put it on our website, screeninginkingston.com. We'll also put it out on social media that it's up there and people can vote. Each week, you're going to vote. Um, now, Austin's still setting this up, and I mentioned to Taylor before we started, I don't have all the details, but we'll get it to you as it comes out. But some of the things that are happening, really cool. So, for example, one of the weeks is basically going to be Austin is going to look at all the new release movies and is going to pick the ones that he thinks are most Taylor and most Mike, and the voting is for us to go see the opposite. <laughs> so you get to pick. So, for example, example Taylor will have to either go see The Eternals um, or whatever else. Diana. Is, is kind Spencer. Of yeah. Yeah. Diana Spencer. Yeah. It'll be either Spencer or the Eternals and you get to vote. Which one do you want Taylor Great. to talk about? Right. So that'll be kind of, that's one of the, the categories. Um, and then another week, which I think we're going to do this one at the end. I explained to Austin that demanding people's time is hard. You know, we have a lot of great yeah. guests. We get, we're privileged that they get to come on, but we can't just force them to come on. So one of them is pick your own guest. Contrary to popular belief, people yeah, come on this have, show willingly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't have subpoena power. We can't make anyone do anything. Um, so the last one of the month, which is going to be a lot of fun, is basically kind of like voting for your favorite guest, but you get to vote for the guest and what topic we get to talk about. So for oh, example, fun. Tyler Vance and Star Trek is obviously one of them. Um, and there's going to be a bunch of different ones from all the various guests, Matt, Nicole, uh, Mark, who, who we got a chance, this filmmaker, we got a chance to talk to. He said to come back on the show. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun things that are going to come out of that as well. So that'll be, that'll be the last one of the month. Um, Austin will put everything else together and we'll release everything, as I said, on our social media and each week here at the end of every episode, not, not this week, but starting next week, we will announce, Hey, this is what the voting is. This is what's open and give Taylor and I a chance to decide, Oh, do we like this idea? Do we hate this idea? Cause it doesn't matter. We're going to have to do it anyway. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> we decide no way we're going to, We'll, well just we get to just, complain get, in real yeah, time. Yeah, we get to complain. Yeah. <laughs> we don't actually get to do anything, but we have to do it. So it's a lot of fun. Fan Appreciation Month is gonna be happening throughout November as soon as we get everything finalized. But maybe into December that. by the sounds of probably it. into December, but that's fine. We'll go right from this into our holiday movies. Great. Um, I mean, the, the whole idea of this was November, yeah, there's a couple new releases, but we're really waiting for the Oscar. It's a lull time. Yeah. So Oscar movies, December. That's when we get start getting them in December. We get them into January, February. There's not much going on right now. So we're going to talk about some new movies today, but we're going to do some fun stuff that are fans cool. make us. Think. I love it. 
yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, we're not obviously it won't be anything too bad. Well, there's a couple topics. <laughs> there's a few things. There's a few like because a couple of them. So I'll give you an example. The first one we're going to do is going to be kind of like the one I described where you're the fans. You're going to get to vote on what movie that Taylor and I each see. But you're also going to vote on what topic we talk about before the movies. Often we oh, talk okay. about different things. So he's he's got a whole list of topics and some of them borderline scary as to <laughs> what we're, we're going to get we're going to get in trouble um but it's very it's all based on things we've brought up or things right. we don't like talking about or that type of thing so cool yeah that'll we'll be see, fun we'll see what happens um also some breaking news before we get into fan questions taylor is some this what you news. shared me with me yes um <laughs> i expected a bit of a bigger reaction from you when i shared well it, i thought I i'd say save, save it for on air there, there was a bit of casting news that came out last week, just as we finished our show, actually, that we recorded last week. So we didn't get to share it live, but it just came out. So uh, allegedly, still not 100% confirmed, but the report is that in the Barbie movie, the role of Ken will be played by Ryan Gosling. So that and I wrote, the... I texted Mike, nice. Nice. <laughs> That's all Taylor said. I, I said, yeah, breaking news. This is what happened. Nice. <laughs> um, I have a lot of feelings about this. I think well, it's good. I think it's great. Ryan Gosling being cast as Ken is the reason why I thought he would be a great Ted Bundy. Um <laughs> okay. Because he's kind of that um really approachable boy next door. You know what I mean? Like he's handsome, no, but in a non, well, I guess you wouldn't. He's handsome in a non-threatening way, which is Ken, you know? <laughs> so hold on. <laughs> but okay. And people have been making lots of cracks that his wooden acting will lend yes, itself well to the role. not I, a good actor. That's I don't agree. I think him. Ryan Gosling is a good actor, but maybe my rose colored glasses. That's, I nope. think, what happens with Ryan Gosling and Mr. Chalamet. Um, is that... You don't think Timothy Chalamet is a good actor? No, 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 no. I didn't say that. I think Timothy Chalamet is a good actor. I don't think he's the next, like, messiah of acting. Oh, yeah, because people think he's, he's like... Well, they're kind of treating him like the next Ryan Gosling in a way. Or maybe oh in a, maybe a better <laughs> tier. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, so Ryan Gosling, I just... Everything, maybe it's just the movies I've seen him in, but everything I've seen him in is the same wooden, like a cardboard cutout has more personality than this guy. That's been my problem. But apparently he's more charismatic than this, but every role I've seen him in, I'm just like, I just don't like you character, not person, the character, like the, 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 the most recent movies he did, La La Land, um, First Man, uh, the, the Blade Runner, all these movies where he he basically plays this like kind of soulless Aloof. person. Yeah, and I'm just he he's been he's actually Ryan Gosling's been cast in one of my in the movie adaptation of one of my favorite books, and it's it's supposed to come out in the next year or so. I thought you didn't, and read. I'm a little worried. I do read. <laughs> I read. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Yes, I read. You okay. don't think I, I read. You didn't. What? I, <laughs> I come off as like someone who just doesn't read. I read. What, what book books? is it? It's called um, it's called Project Hail Mary, and it's from the same writer Andy Weir who wrote The Martian. Do you know the movie The Martian with yeah. Matt Damon? 
well, he Andy Weir is this kind of like science fiction writer, but he bases a lot of his science and like this is how it would actually be. Like, like it's a real speculative yeah. Exactly. Yeah, speculative, but still like grounded in reality. So he yeah. wrote this book called Project Hail Mary that only came out like this past, I think, this past May or something. And I love it. It's like my favorite. It's my new favorite book. I, I absolutely love it. And Ryan Gosling's been cast as the lead in the movie adaptation. And I think Lord and Miller are direct the director, the, the directing team, Lord and Miller, um, who did a bunch of different things. But Ryan Gosling, I'm just so worried because the, the character is so funny and interesting in the book that Ryan Gosling, I don't find more of a Ryan, any of those things. More of a Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, more of a Ryan Reynolds. Yes, I, I if, if it had been Ryan Reynolds, I would have been like, okay, cool. That makes sense. Maybe a little too goofy, but could probably work because Ryan Reynolds has proven, I think, he can act. Hollywood likes Ryan Gosling. I don't know. I know Hollywood likes Ryan Gosling, but it's only because he changed the way he speaks. That's why. He used to speak a different way, and then he changed the cadence of of like how he speaks, and now it's more, quote-unquote, American. Is and that that's true? why people liked him. Yeah, it's 100% true. So prior to The Notebook, Ryan Gosling got bit roles all over the place. Like, remember the Titans and a bunch of little things? And, he's and don't you think he's actor. great in those? Yeah, I, lo- I, I thought he was amazing in Remember the Titans. And he's great in Murder by Numbers. And I don't think I've seen that. It's like one of his first Hollywood roles with Michael Pitt and Sandra Bullock. Oh, okay. And okay. Um, it's like a thriller. And he plays a, a Jewish kid who becomes a neo-Nazi. I think it's called True Believer. Oh, like his believer. early, yeah, I've seen yeah, his one. early movies. I think he's pretty dynamic. Yes, and he speaks. Unfortunately, according to Hollywood, he speaks to Canadian oh. in those. And then he actively, like I saw a story on it, he actively changed the way he speaks and the way he like even just like the way he moves his mouth to speak. Like it's all about enunciation, right? And the cadence in which he speaks. He changed it completely, and now people cast him and everything because he sounds quote unquote more American. Right, he's more bankable. Yeah, he's be exactly he's more and more bankable than he was before. So yeah, I I just I cons- I'm always worried about Lars Ryan and the Real find- Girl. That's a good movie. Yes, yep, I agree. He's in in some elements, especially in his earlier work. He's very he I think he's good. And just maybe it's the roles he's picked. But recently his his roles have been very wooden, very distant, very quiet, and. It's, to me, it seems like he's a bad actor, and I hope that he's not because this Project Hail Mary movie, you can't be like that and be the main character who named is Ryland Grace. You can't be Ryland Grace and be a complete and total, like he's supposed to be kind of nerdy, kind of fun. Like he's, it's a really cool book. Highly recommend it. Shout out to Andy Weir. Back to and this Barbie news. Books. Back but to yes. this Barbie news. <laughs> but still, you know what I mean? One thing so, I will say is, I don't know if he's beautiful enough to act opposite Margot Robbie. Everyone knows on this yeah. show how I adore Margot Robbie. This is a Margot Robbie household. And like she's gorgeous. And is Ryan Gosling equally beautiful to be her Ken? I don't know. Well, to to me, fair, it's not even an acting thing. <laughs> to, yeah, to to be fair. And again, like we're 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 going to obviously Margot Robbie's also a fantastic actor, but like to your point, it, it, like, I'm sorry. Is there anyone in existence who could match up to Margot Robbie in that way? For like, Ken, I would argue no. For Ken, Zac Efron. Uh, he gives off that. Um, 
He gives off that Malibu bimbo vibe. Well, what what do I know? I think Jason Momoa looks like a like a big toe, and the other one <laughs> seems to go crazy over him. So, I, I, I again, my my ability to to judge male on handsomeness clearly sucks. But like, I don't know. To me, I still don't see Zac Efron. I think didn't I thought you and I both agreed Chris Pine was kind of oh the, yeah the yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I forgot like, that we fan casted that. We yes. fan casted Ben already. And you going against it and being like, Zach Efron. <laughs> so, no, because I forgot. Yeah, Chris I forgot. Yeah. Chris, I agree. Like, if we're talking about, like, handsomeness level, Chris Pine. Yes. 100% agree. And, like, they seem in age. I don't know. I might be falling into that Hollywood trap where Chris Pine's, like, double Margot Robbie's age. <laughs> Probably. But, but uh, <laughs> they... Yeah, they... I think Ryan Gosling's at least close to Margot Robbie's yeah. age. Because she's not that old. So I think he's 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 got to be, like... I don't know. I think he was born in the 80s, though. So I think I he's think, not that. I think he's, like, 40 if Ryan Gosling. Ryan, okay. Like, I yeah, think he I'm might be... Sure... Yeah, go you ahead. know what? You know what's just funny? I just looked it up. Chris Pine and 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 uh, uh, Ryan Gosling are the same age. Uh, they were both born in 1980, so <laughs> that that tells you tells you something right there. So they're both they, in their early 40s. They do not look the same age. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. They're the same age. This is interesting. This is like really. I wonder how old Ryan Reynolds is. Now that we're here, now that I'm on IMDb. I feel like Ryan Reynolds is probably the same age as them. No, he's older. He's four years older. Really? Yeah, so he's 40, what is he, 46, and they're 42. Wow. Some people just have young faces. Yeah, and like that's hard. That also happens in Hollywood too, where it's hard to get away from the sort of young face. It was kind of the point I brought up last week about that Sabrina show. Where I, I feel like the you lead thought has she like was a very twelve. Young... I thought she was twelve. Out she's old. twenty. She's like twenty. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, and I just I get what you're saying about Zac Efron in terms of the acting ability. Like he can do that, like kind of like beachhead thing. But what is this movie? Is the I don't. I have no we just, idea. We don't <laughs> know. No is this movie funny? Is this movie dramatic? Like knowing who's attached to it, like it's Patty Jenkins who's directing it, who's the Wonder Woman director. It's Margot Robbie starring in it. Like I have a feeling this is going to be kind of a. And I thought it was um, the woman who wrote Lady Bird. It is. I think it is. What's Greta? Yeah, Greta Gerwig. I think she's <laughs> writing the writer. It, so I think she's right. So this I, movie, like, I don't know what this is. Like, I have no idea. It could be a murder mystery, for all I know, starring Margot Robbie as Barbie. I have no idea. <laughs> so maybe they wanted Ryan Gosling because he's more of a blank slate, and they—that's what like I mean. Like you, if can we start project, out with neutral, you yeah, can really can project onto him, and that's like that's a doll, right? You project right. your fantasies onto do dolls. But um, yes, in terms of like looks and acting ability, I think Chef's Kiss casting would be Chris Pine. Yeah, because I'm because Margot Robbie is so perfect. Yes, like, there's no one right now. Like, oh, they're casting a Barbie movie. Well, obviously Margot Robbie. Like, yeah. it's the person you first think of. For Ken, I just felt like you need a beautiful man, and Chris Pine's beautiful. <laughs> and have you seen some of his like leisure wear that he wears? Like the mid. You obviously don't care about this, but on yeah, no, red carpet. Like, to answer your question, no. <laughs> but on red carpets, he already looks like 1950s Ken, like the way he dresses. So weird, in a way, it's weird casting, I think, now that we've really <laughs> deep dived into this. But yeah. again, we, like you said, we have no idea what direction this movie is going in. So who no. knows? Who knows? And it's funny, though, how 
this movie that we don't know anything about. We don't understand what it's about. Could be, uh, is it meant for kids? Is it not meant for kids? We don't know anything. Yet you and I have managed to talk about it for 15 minutes. And I think that that shows you the power of certain ideas and certain casting. Iconic, right? Like it's Barbie. Like Like Margot Robbie playing Barbie makes us go, okay, I want to know more. Yeah, and Barbie itself is such an American icon. Like you say Barbie yeah. and even people who don't play with Barbie or or played in the past, they already have images in their mind, right? So yeah, I would it's... I would go to argue it's probably one of if not the most iconic things. Like if you if you like talk to 100 people and you like threw out certain things like GI Joe, Barbie, Lego, Easy Bake Oven. I bet you Easy Bake Ovens. Like I bet you anything 100% would be Barbie, and then like you'd have the the few people who didn't know the other things. Yeah. Oh no, I I don't I don't know what that I don't know what GI Joe is, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know I I know Legos are blocks. I never really had them, whatever. But Barbie, everyone knows what Barbie is. Oh yeah. And everyone could say, oh yeah, it's you know. So I think that that's another side of it, and I'm just fascinated by the now the cast. Like this is a if it if it is written by Greta Gerwig, directed by Patty Jenkins, starring Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. I'm just like I don't know what this is, but next thing you're going to tell me is that like Tom Hanks is in it. Like that's the next thing it's going to come. <laughs> Tom Hanks plays Barbie's father. Like it's going to be something like that, and it's I don't know what this movie is. So. Anyway, fascinating. There you go. Fascinating. That's a, what's that's the our Barbie uh, news. if they're still just announcing casting information? What's the release date? Like, do so, we? We don't, I don't think we have a specific release date. Everything I've seen has just said coming soon, but right. I'm pretty sure they've only cast two people. Like I That's haven't gonna heard be a while. anything else. So I think, yeah, I think we're, we're a while away from it. And I'm also Margot Robbie is a producer on it, which is another interesting thing. Yeah. Like IMDB doesn't even say anything about release date. It just I says can't wait. now, it's... oh, now it's a, not oh, yeah, Greta Gerwig. Uh, and also co-written by her her new husband Noah hmm. Bomback, who did um, A Marriage Story. Right. And Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling only two people cast as Ken and Barbie. <laughs> her husband's not like a comedic writer, right? Like, no, because he did A Marriage Story, which yeah. is like big, big kind of movie recently with Adam Driver. So it's like Ken and is it a drama? I have no idea. I'm fascinated. Is it going to be yeah. a domestic, like a look into the domestic lives of? Ken it and makes Barbie? me. It makes me want to almost start a a Barbie watch podcast where we just <laughs> we just like ramp up with every piece of news about the movie and break down everyone's career and just like talk about it. because I know we have to move on and we have to like remove, remove movies today but I feel like we could talk for 40 minutes about this movie yes like you and totally. I right now with the little information we have could go for 40 <laughs> minutes talking the more information movie. like the more like one line information we get the more we're going down a rabbit hole so let's and I bet you anything <laughs> one more thing one more thing I bet you anything half our fans do not care as much as we do about this <laughs> And have either skipped forward in the podcast or turned us off because, like, what are these two talking about yeah. today? Like, who cares? Ridiculous. Yeah, they're on one of their rants about nothing. Um, yes, we do have to move on. Um, we do have a fan question. Um, <laughs> it kind of goes aligned actually with with what we were talking about. And then we got some movies to review, so let's just get to the fan question. We've got Josh as usual, and he wants to know what our favorite Ryan Reynolds movie is. <laughs> so that's kind of on topic. <laughs> 
I'll be honest, Ryan I Reynolds. don't know if I've seen a lot of Ryan Reynolds movies. Like well, I can't even did, Like he's obviously he's Deadpool, which yeah, I think I is have not seen the perfect casting for him. I think of of all superhero movies, Taylor, you would get something out of the two Deadpool movies. I think I would. It, it really does make fun of the genre a lot and it is a very different kind of take on it. So I, I think you would enjoy them. But uh yeah, like I really, aside from the movie that I'm watching, that I'm reviewing this week, I can't think of a Ryan Reynolds movie that I've seen. Um, did you see Definitely Maybe? That's his kind of big romantic comedy movie. Not his the only one, but one of the ones he did. It's 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 like him talking to his daughter, explaining how uh, how he met her mother. No, it's very I don't very think good. So. Uh, I'm not a romantic comedy person. Like I don't like those movies generally. And this one was very, very good. It's called Definitely Maybe, and it's a Ryan Reynolds movie. Um, and The Proposal as well. I really like The Proposal. Oh, I've seen The Proposal. Yes, that's a good one. That was very good. Yeah, that's a and good that's, one. This is, what, this is what I'm saying about Ryan Reynolds. I, I find he's very good in these romantic comedy movies, but he's also very good in the slapstick, ridiculous comedy movies. Like he can do multiple things. It's kind of I in terms of his career trajectory. It reminds me a little bit of the actor who played Captain America. Oh, Chris uh, Evans. Yeah, it was kind of like a Hollywood didn't really know what to do with them because they like can do comedy. Like for a while, they didn't seem to like find their niche. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was like they didn't find their place. Yeah, yeah, they didn't really know um, what to cast them in, and that they I kind of lumped the two together in my mind. <laughs> If that makes sense. Um, And I think they're kind of like on the same level in terms of like acting abilities too. So yeah. But, and I haven't seen a lot of Chris Evan movies either. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's, I think you're right. And I think for both Chris Evans and Ryan Reynolds getting Captain America and Deadpool kind of have shifted their career a a bit and they're both getting more now so yeah i I think that's a fair comparison but there's a couple of good ones in there though like if if you're you're the proposal is good yeah the proposals yeah it's a very good movie um again for for a romantic comedy um sorry my cat's tail was stuck in my uh (laughs) chair for a second <laughs> <laughs> so i had to rescue i had to, to quickly rescue, rescue her because she does nothing all day except when i need to record or do something and then requires yeah, of course right wherever i am um so yeah i proposal's good if, if you're looking for a rental and it's brian reynolds movie and sandra bullock movie. sandra bullock also very good i think we've probably gone three years never saying sandra bullock's name and i've mentioned her twice in <laughs> What episode? That's true. I don't think we've ever talked about Sandra Bullock. No. And now she's come up two two times. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think he's a. I think he's a good actor, and I do think he does a lot of cool stuff. He just like most people, Ryan Reynolds has a niche that people really like to see him in, and it's that kind of wacky, funny character who's sarcastic, who who makes that humor. That's why Deadpool, that Free Guy movie uh, that came out, like all kind of that character. I think. They, you know, they found a niche that they like him in, so he's going to get those types of roles a lot. Um, Good for him. Thanks, Josh. For, but for did you hear question. that he's taking a hiatus from acting? No, that was I in the news that. maybe two weeks ago. He's taking a break from acting, but maybe he was just being a, a troublemaker because I know on social media he's often 
doing goofy things. Causing so maybe trouble. he was, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he. But him and his wife have like two young kids too, don't they? Like, yeah, so it may very, life. it might be true that he's taking a sabbatical. So if any of our fans know more, let us know. And before I we. Know, sorry, go ahead. I know that he is going to do a third Deadpool movie. And I believe he was announced in the, the remake of Clue to be in it. So maybe he's not taking any new projects. Maybe that's Yeah, maybe uh, that's what it is. He's going to wrap up what he's doing and yeah, makes sense. I don't know if we have any more fan questions, but I do want to give a shout out to Katie, friend of the show, friend of me. She messaged me for all of our interested fans who want to get back into Buffy and Angel, <laughs> which was a main focal point of our episode last week. They're not just on Disney Plus, you can get them on Amazon Prime. Oh, so shout out to um, anyone who's a big Buffy and Angel fan and like me, don't want to get Disney Plus. You can get them on Amazon Prime right now. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. I, yeah. I have both of those and I have all the DVDs for Buffy and Angel too. So you're covered. I'm covered. I can watch it anyway. <laughs> if, but have you, you started Angel? Uh, not yet because it was Halloween weekend. So, you know. Things were busy, but I I will uh, get back. I watched maybe a couple years ago. I think I made it to maybe the fourth season and then kind of petered out. But I want to um, start from the beginning again. Give it a good fair shake. Yeah, like season two and three are my favorite of Angel. And then I do think after a bit of a rocky start, they, they kind of find their footing in season five. And then unfortunately it gets canceled. But yeah. um, I'm not. They did, they did a good job getting back I, on track i know we're not a an angel podcast so i'll keep this quick i wasn't a huge fan of his the plot line with his son and so i wonder no, if that that's what fun. you i wonder if that's what you're alluding to with it being kind of rocky in the fourth season <laughs> yes yeah like the fourth season is very rocky i thought they like ended it in a cool way and then they kicked off the fifth season and and things did get a little better and more interesting and the son kind of plot line goes away for the most part so i think that yeah, that that definitely was a bit. I like the actor who played his son. Also, also appeared on uh, Mad, Mad Men. Men later. Um, but, We're really uh, coming full circle. This these I know last couple I'm weeks. Mad Men, and <laughs> but it's all connected. Elsie, it's all connected. But yes, I I think season two and three of Angel is su- superb. Like I think it's it's fantastic television. So it's worth a watch. We could be an Angel podcast too. See, yeah, there you go. Angel and Barbie and whatever Buffy and. Just look at nostalgia. We'll rebrand as a nostalgia. Yeah, (laughs) that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, Anyway, let's talk about some movies because that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about movies um, and And new uh, movies. New movies. Yeah. So for those, if anyone is finding us for the first time, we apologize. Uh, The first 29 minutes of this show are, I was about to say they're not a reflection of our show, but I think it is actually. Uh, this is pretty much how this, pretty well. this is pretty much how this goes. Um, but we do have some new movies to talk about. We've each seen something that that's new. We're going to talk about it today. We're going to review it. Um, and uh, I I saw Dune, uh, which is the remake of of, a, of an eighties movie. Um, came out in this this past uh, couple of weeks. I think it's only been out a couple of weeks. So I t- I checked out Dune. I'll review that in a few minutes. But uh, first and foremost. I want Taylor to talk about the movie that you saw, Taylor, and that's The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Please let our fans know how you came across this movie um, and uh, all the fun things you know I want you to talk about. So go ahead. 
<laughs> so, you know, I was on Netflix. I didn't want to go to the theaters this weekend, this past weekend. I just wasn't feeling it, which is rare, but, you know, it happens. It happens so I thought I would find a new movie on Netflix. So, you know, Netflix has gotten confusing. They have like three <laughs> categories that are all essentially the same thing. They have top 10 trending released in the last year and then new releases. So can I, can I throw something out there? I think I think Netflix is becoming too much like Google where you have to know yes. what you want in yeah. order to search whereas I like the kind of en- encyclopedia method where you can just like find things randomly. It's not really set up for that. Like it's that does to me that's the biggest problem with Google. You have to kind of know what you're looking for in order to Google something. So it's the same, I think, with Netflix. I think you have to kind of know what you want with Netflix to find what you want. <laughs> like I don't mind, browse. like, stumbling upon things, but, like, pick one, like, the the search category has to make sense. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, <laughs> released in the last year? What kind of search category Wait, that's is that? a category? Yeah, released, released in the, in the last, last year. year. So, and how's that different from new release? Right? So that's where yeah. it's like I have to go through four categories just to find like new, you know, and then um, tr- trending versus top 10. Like, why are those two separate? Anyways, anyways. So I'm going through these four different categories and I come across the Hitman's bodyguard. No, the 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 Hitman, Hitman's wife's bodyguard. What a stupid name. Eh? And <laughs> Uh, but this is part of the story, Mike. Yeah, Don't get ahead of, of yourself. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. so I say, okay, you know, to Dan, I'm going to watch this movie. And he goes, did your fans ask you to review this? And I said, no, nope, <laughs> I've chosen it all on my own. It's probably going to be stupid, but I'm going to watch it anyways. So uh, Dan watched it with me. And you know what, Mike? I really enjoyed it. I'm I, glad. <laughs> I went in with absolutely no expe- expectations. And um, I thought it was funny. And I even, you know, I said, I'm going to give this a good review. And then it was only after that I was, you know, looking up the movie, I think essentially to figure out why it was called what it was called. I realized, oh, this is a sequel. (laughs) I had no idea while watching the movie. And then after I'm done I said to Dan, oh, my gosh, this is a sequel. And Dan went, you didn't know that? (laughs) And he thought we were watching the first one. Like, he didn't know. (laughs) He didn't know you were watching the sequel. Yeah, he just thought we were watching the original one. And so, anyways, what a comedy of errors. But I think it goes to show it's a pretty good standalone movie. The fact that I you know watched it all the way through like wasn't confused and um you know dan had mentioned like oh maybe there must have been a lot of callbacks but like again like i watched the movie without those callbacks like never was there a red flag maybe i'm just an idiot but there never was there a red flag where i was like what are they talking about you know what i mean like everything made sense (laughs) When you told me about this, I told you that you you pulled a um basically a Mike's parents move yes because they've done this like twice and now this is the third time that this has happened and I don't know Taylor I don't like I don't <laughs> I think that's it's really hard to not know these movies are sequels not only should the title give you some sort of a hint I just like, thought it was a dumb 
Mike, I just thought it was a dumb name. I thought it was a yeah, dumb just name. A dumb, because, like, it was going to be a dumb movie. It's so wordy because the first movie was like the hitman's bodyguard. Yes. And yeah. in that movie, you met the hitman's wife and she kind of stole the scene she was in. So she got this movie as the hitman's wife's bodyguard, like the kind of the, the next one. So it's it's not as bad as the it chapter one after ch- chapter two thing, which I think is still ridiculous. <laughs> How um, did they and, not know and, there was a chapter one? It chapter two. Well, the official response I got from one of my parents was, I thought that was just the name of the movie, which again <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. And again, I don't think it's as bad as as the the Jurassic, not Jurassic Park, the um, uh, Jungle. No. Not Jungle Book. There's something about Jungle. Uh, what's the one? Jungle that, Cruise. No, no, was it Jungle no, Cruise? no. The the other one, the Jumanji. Oh right. <laughs> There's so many. J- they had names. seen the second Jumanji, <laughs> well, but know, not the, the first. Yeah, the yeah the other movie that's in the jungle with the rock in it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the other one. Um, yeah, seeing the two, those two, like I think I don't think the Hitman's wife's bodyguard is like as bad, but still, it's such that's a ridiculous title to be its first movie. Yeah, I thought it was a dumb name for a dumb movie, but you know, you live and you learn. And I will say I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Well, there you go. And I, I saw the first one, so I, and I was thoroughly enjoyable. So it was getting you know. it's getting I don't know what the first one was like, but the second one is getting horrible reviews. <laughs> I thought it was a good thing that I didn't dip into the reviews before watching this movie. Like, yeah, is the definitely. humor is the humor <laughs> dumb? Yes, but like, I like dumb humor. Like I've said it before, I have the sense of humor of a thirteen year old boy. So this movie really hit all the boxes for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair. So it's a see it yeah. for me. I'm not gonna lie. Wow, I I'm, I didn't think you would like it, but especially see the fact that it was a sequel and you never. Saw but the other one, so. To me, this is a very specific type of genre movie where it's an action movie that's more comedy than action and doesn't oh, take yeah, itself totally. very seriously and is almost a spoof. Like yeah. um, the Mila Kunis spy movie. Oh, yeah, of course. Like uh, my ex-boyfriend's my a spy or something. My ex-boyfriend's a spy, whatever that is. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Love that one. I love spy with – um. Oh, with oh, them. Um, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I love yeah. that one. So I like these ones that are like goofy. You know what I mean? Like they're action movies, but they're goofy. To me, it's like a subgenre of action yeah. movies. So, think, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's clearly, you know, trying to make fun of and pay homage to like 90s action movies that did take themselves too seriously. But this time they're not. Like these movies don't, you're right. They don't take themselves too seriously. They're fun. And it's just kind of like a fun action adventure movie with like a lot of comedy in it. So I, yeah, I I like the first one. I just never saw the second. What a cast. Again, like I'm saying to Dan, like while we're watching this movie, I'm like, what an all-star cast. Not realizing they've all come back from the the first time. (laughs) Now the question is, are, are you going to go now watch the first one i might if i'm in like if i'm in a mood for like a throwaway like a movie you know um it's a it's a saturday afternoon you just want it like a silly movie like i may go back and watch the first one but uh our list is getting so long of things we need to see that's the that's part of the problem mike being on a movie review show (laughs) there's only so many hours in the day and you can only um watch so many like me movies because like you know you have to devote certain 
time in the week to watch content for the show that's not me complaining that's just like there's just not enough hours in the day to watch like every single thing you want to watch right like no right now i'm um been binging the third season of you for instance Mm -hmm. so like that's my guilty pleasure movie watching or tv show watching right now so yeah no, yeah. I get it. It's just the nature of having a podcast like this, right? Like we have to prioritize either what our fans want or whatever the new movies are that we want exactly. to talk about. Yeah, no, totally. Makes sense. Well, there you go. <laughs> Hitman's wife's bodyguard. I like to throw <laughs> a curve it. a curveball to our listeners. Just when they think they know what I want to watch, I give the Hitman bodyguard's oh, wife, the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. I see it. Well, however that is, yeah. There you go. It's a see it. Well, if you can there, find yeah. it on Netflix, because if you can find it, yeah. <laughs> don't try, don't try searching it though, because you got to get the name exactly right. Or won't oh show gosh, you anything? Um, yeah. So I, I saw Dune, twenty twenty one remake of of Dune based on the book, based on the movie, based with on the book. Mr. Um, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet, yeah, and Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Oscar Isaacs. Uh, Jason Momoa, the human toe himself, um, and Josh Brolin. This uh, is a pretty all-star cast. Too. <laughs> Very all-star cast. Um, and, you know, I I have to say that the there was not a weak link in this cast. Um, that was the one thing that I 100% came out of this movie thinking is like, wow. Like well everyone, casted? Yeah. And just even so even Jason Momoa, who I find to be very hit and miss, was like really good <laughs> like beyond beyond what i expected from basically like a walking bag of muscles um <laughs> you don't really expect much out of out of him but he like brought all the humanity and heart to the film like if you take him like i'm being 100% serious if you take him out of the movie it wouldn't have any impact whatsoever like he brought everything, like his relationship. I don't know if you, do you know Dune? Do you know the book at all, Taylor? Do you know the movie? I just know that it takes place in space, in the future or past. It's like a different <laughs> space empire. Yeah, it's like, a, it's a fictional <laughs> fantasy space <laughs> empire, but they, they, the the movie's not really in space. It's just on a different planet. Right, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they're inter, they're, they are in, they travel the stars and, and it's about this empire. And, he's like a, Timothy Chalamet plays like a prince mm-hmm. who's supposed to save people or something. Yeah, that's okay, about so all you know I know. A bit about it. Yeah, that's that's the, <laughs> that that is a basic level understanding. Yes, of of Dune. That is that is basically it. The, Timothy Chalamet um, is is part of this family. Oscar Isaac is is the the father, the kind of uh, patriarch of the family. Um, and it is an, part of an interstellar empire where the emperor can ask the different royal families to do different things. And they want this royal family to take over this planet where there's this um, very rare, they call it the spice, but it's basically this element that they require that helps fuel the ships, that helps with space travel. And this planet is inhabited by um a culture there that kind of stays away from the the space mining there's been like there's been a bit of a rocky history but there's kind of an agreement now you you do your thing we don't really care about the spice that you care so much about we care about other things but the planet is basically one entire desert this is a huge desert planet um hence the name Dune. Dune. Uh, basically, the movie is the, the Timothy Chalamet and his family have to go to this planet. 
they have to kind of set things up and uh, things happen. Uh, a lot of spoilery things happen, but I mean, the movie from the 80s has been around for a long time. The book's been around for a long time. As as we've discovered today, I read. So I was familiar <laughs> with Dune the book. Um, and the books, it's a series. And the books are pretty big, is. right? So Yeah. So they split this one into two movies, which is not what they did with the movie in the 80s, which was directed by David Lynch. Yeah. Um, that, that movie in the 80s was all, the whole book sort of like crammed into one. So this movie felt a, a lot slower a lot more um, detail going into the, the character. So if you like that in terms world of like building. more faithful adaptation, build, 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 yeah, it's a great movie for that. Um, it, it, you know, it's tough. It was a good movie. Overall, I liked it. I enjoyed the movie. I did feel it had a little bit of part one syndrome when it's, right. it's a lot of setup and didn't really have that third act climax that you're used to in a movie where everything kind of comes to this one moment it's not quite as impactful because it's so clear that we've only started the story um so i felt like it suffers a little bit there like to me it's not on the same level as for example the best comparison is the lord of the rings yeah three big fantasy movies but i think that first movie stands well on its own as an as its own movie like i think the fellowship of the ring what it did really well is yeah it's a good way to introduce things but it felt like a complete story you want to see what happens next but there was kind of a full arc and journey and we did get to a point where it felt like a complete film this movie felt like we ended right when i wanted it to keep going which i guess isn't a bad thing longer isn't always better though like this is the problem with the hobbit movie right where they took one book and made it three movies um, I think there is something to be said about brevity. Like you can, anyways, that's just my own opinion. I haven't seen Dune and I haven't read the book, so I'm not like super invested in this series, but, um, I really, I really can't stand when filmmakers drag things on for the sake of making it two, three, four movies. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, yeah. And I think, I think this is the rare time where they're actually doing everything right. They're going to okay. make it two movies, not seven. They're going to make it just the two. And they're like giving you enough of it because it was a full movie. Like it was two and a half hours long, but it didn't feel like that at all. Okay, that's like good. This, this movie was over in the blink of an eye. Um, there were some slow moments. There were some world building moments. There was like fantastic cinematography. Man, like the spectacle of this film. I know a lot of people. Are I've heard that. I heard hot. that it's like almost like an old school epic. Oh, absolutely. Like it, it very much reminded me of that kind of old school epic film. And the, I think also the fact that the actors brought it like really like the acting elevates this as well to like a huge like everyone is so good that you're just kind of like this is like I, I don't even 100 percent. I can't even process everything that's going on. Like the visuals are stunning. The acting is amazing. Like it's very rare at least for me to come out of a movie and be like, wow, I have like no problems here. Like it was really just, it ended and I kind of went, what? Right. <laughs> like, isn't there, wait. Cause they're setting it up for two. the, they're setting, they're it setting up. up for the part two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, everyone's very good in it. Um, I will say just as like, it's not really a spoiler, but just because the, um, the advertising is a little bit um, misleading. Like Zendaya is not in the movie that much. She's going to be in part two a lot. So well, she's doing they, the interview cir- circuit, so I it's probably good I that you mentioned that. 
Yeah, because I know because I know that a lot of she's a big star. A lot of people know her. Like Zendaya is in it, just not that. They're setting her up for the second movie. Is that yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and, and yes, and I I have read, I've only read the book Dune once. So from what I remember, where this cut off was kind of right when she, she gets kind of big moments. So her character is in there a little bit, but but not much. It really focuses on Timothy Chalamet's character, his relationship with his father, and his relationship with his mother his family upbringing and kind of who he is and why he's important and kind of what his role is going to be. That's what they really build in, in this first part. And they do an excellent job. Like this movie relies really heavily on Timothy Chalamet and Rebecca Ferguson for, for the, like the acting and they have the most screen time and they both knock it out of the park. Okay. So, I mean, Dune, Dune for me is a see it. And I really think even if you're not a huge fantasy sci-fi fan, you're going to like this movie because it, it does remind me a lot of old school epic movies it's really well done it does a great job of explaining things which have like in fantasy movies especially like ones that are rich in world building if you don't explain a lot of stuff it can be very confusing Mm -hmm. and they do a very good job of if you've never read the book if you've never seen anything with dune and you're not even 100 percent totally into this type of genre they do a really good job of explaining things like they break things down in such a way that make it really clear We're here on this planet to do this very specific thing. This is why it's important. And this is who's stopping us from doing it. Like super simple. You gave Timothy such a glowing review. And yet earlier this episode, you did not seem a big Timothy fan. Because I, I, okay. I think he's a good actor. I have no problem with that. I just don't think he's as good as everyone is saying. He's not. And he's young. Let's give him some time to grow. You know, he's like what? Absolutely. 22 if something like that i mean again he also looks like he's 14 but and probably will until he's 40 (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) but he he does a really good like this is brought this is the best i've ever seen him him in like i thought he was very good in that movie with steve carell where he plays the son who's got all the drug problems like i thought he was very good in that but i thought he was like only okay in little women like I didn't, th- I yeah. could have replaced him with anybody and, and it would have been the same. Like, I don't think he brought anything particularly new. Like to me, what makes an excellent actor is you can take that person out of the movie and everything changes. Like every, nothing's mm-hmm. as good. It, 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 it hates like the impact is there. Like you replace them with someone and it's not the same. And this is the first movie where I'm like, I don't know many other people right now who could probably do this to that same like it was such a good performance that i can't imagine anyone other than timothy chalamet playing paul in this movie paul it's you're in a different planet different world and the main character's name is paul and and taylor everyone else has like a weird name (laughs) so that's not paul ever like it's like shalomon and like right all these like epic things and then paul (laughs) and it's so weird the funniest thing is like i have an uncle paul so it's like paul like what a normal like uncle name (laughs) yeah yeah it is it is like the whole movie like the strange witchcraft and things happening and strange powers and like advanced technology and he is the only person who's paul Paul. and everyone else is like really and i I was like epic names and his name is paul probably Um, you know if i was a book writer an author i guess is if i was a book writer um you know you're writing you need to pick a name of, for your main character that people are, is going to remember right 
and if you know yeah you can't pronounce the main character's name um maybe that's why well, i don't know, I know maybe sometimes... he just really loved the name paul i don't i don't know <laughs> i know sometimes for tv shows and movies if they have an actor in mind or they already have an actor signed up they often as a placeholder just put the the character's name as like i know it happened like the character's name is Charlie and the actor's name, because that's the name of the actor, but they end up keeping it because they like it. Eventually that's kind of what it seems like where the writer maybe just put Paul's a placeholder, but then eventually just liked the simplicity (laughs) of the name. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, it does. It is a little out of place and it is a little weird. Timothy, you might as well have space. Tim, 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 the hero of Dune. Um, yeah, but but overall, I do think Dune's a very good movie. I'm giving it a see it. I thought it was great acting, really great spectacle, very good storytelling. Yeah, some people, if you're just really not into fantasy at all, maybe you might not like it, but I still think there's something for everyone to get out of this movie. And that's why I think it's doing so well at the box office. Like it's been it's been well attended. People have, have I'm gone not surprised. to see it. Um, and I do think that even non- fans of this type of thing because of all the actors in it probably are drawn to it and i and i think they're liking it like i do think it's a i think it's a good movie one I've thing to a couple people who don't like this genre and they like the movie so there you go that's good one thing that i was surprised about i, I don't know i know with covid everything's been um everyone's chains been jerked around or whatever but i really thought this would be more of a christmas release movie yeah um it's it's funny that you say that because I I also felt very similar. Like as I was I was actually um, I wasn't in town the when I saw this. I saw this when I was I was in Ottawa and I was in like um like a Cineplex that's one of those massive like huge theaters that's yeah. even like double the size of the ones in Kingston where there's just like a ton of people. Um, and uh, it was it was I had two sort of thoughts when I walked in there. I was like, this is the first time since covid so almost two years that i've been in a room with this many people um that's number one and the second thing i thought of was it felt christmasy yeah to to go and see this big blockbuster movie and a lot of people there because no one has anything else to do and it's kind of like cool outside and to see dune so i i felt similar that i i'm surprised this movie didn't come out in december clearly didn't need to though if it's being well attended i just you know you think of like um the Star Wars movies or whatever, you know, like whatever the big yeah. blockbuster is normally comes out, out yeah. um, over Christmas, over Christmas break. Though, if I remember correctly, all the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter movies always came out in November. Yeah. So maybe, maybe. there's something to that. Maybe there's a statistic. That these says, marketers, right? Maybe. Yeah, these marketers. They've crunched, no they've, yeah, they've crunched the numbers, but cool. Don't get me started. So you're definitely a, a see it then, eh? Uh, but yes, I'm a see it. I definitely think that it's worth seeing so dune dunes to see it and it will be coming to the screening room oh are they getting it too yeah i'm pretty sure oh that's it awesome. doesn't wendy hasn't given it a date yet but i i am 99 percent sure it's on the up and coming tab yeah. yeah i i think it's worth seeing in the theaters like when the screen room gets it it's definitely worth seeing i i think it's just one of those movies that that really works um in in the theaters so um i know that because uh, another movie that the both the multiplex and the screening has right now is the last duel which is a yeah. movie that i want to uh i want to go check out and i'm talk about next. talk about weird casting though eh 
Yeah, Matt was it Matt Damon and, and Ben Adam Affleck Schreiber. and Ben Affleck and someone else is in it that I thought was kind of strange, um, but I don't remember who it was. Like there was a fourth person where I was like, "Why are you in this?" The Ben like, Affleck and it's very strange. The Ben Affleck and the uh, oh, what you just said his name? Not Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. Not Adam Driver. Oh, oh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Weird, right? Weird. Yeah, I mean they the last. I just I didn't I would never picture this type they of feel movie for either of them. So modern. Movie. Yeah, but they, I don't know. Also, what they like to do, like Matt Damon um, does do a couple, you know, sci-fi movies or he's got that. He had the Bourne series and things like that. But but even even in terms of what they like to do, like a lot of it is more grounded or more modern or like Oscar Beatty type of movies like Matt Damon did The Martian and obviously Ben Affleck's done Argo and has written and directed things like it. It, it does seem like an odd choice. Like it makes you think like what what did this movie producer or director have on them that made them do this movie like were they locked into a contract for some reason i don't know maybe they wanted to i don't know but yeah. anyways um, yeah so you'll have anyway, to see it you'll have to see it and let us yeah. know yeah L- last duel hopefully I'll, I'll check that out next but there you go there we've got two see so you can go check those movies out um and as i as i mentioned hopefully next week we'll have some details to launch our fan appreciation month we should have everything wrapped up. Austin said he would get it to me this week. So we'll be doing that starting next week. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be, we'll be back with lots of new stuff. We just don't know what we're doing next week, but we'll, uh, we'll figure it we out. We never really and, do. Uh, we'll go from there. Well, we always have an idea, you know, <laughs> a, a thought, I, I, you know, it's just, it's whenever the fan appreciation stuff can, can kick off, then we're really not going to know what we're doing. So fun. There you go. Well, in the meantime, go see some movies. It's November, and that means it's the CFRC annual funding drive. It's on right now, and you can go to cfrc.ca for all the details. CFRC is celebrating its 100th anniversary in 2022, so they're trying to raise money to update all their equipment to continue to bring you great programming like Screening in Kingston. So make sure to go to cfrc.ca and donate if you can. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.